Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week we're playing Capers, a card-based game about super-powered rum run. In Capers, Prohibition hit the U.S. along with the discovery of people with superhuman abilities known colloquially as Capers. Unlike the comic books, these colorfully dressed individuals don't use their powers to uphold the law. Instead, they use them to more effectively smuggle liquor into, into speakeasies across the country. Capers is mechanically rich while still being easy to learn and teach. It has a compelling push-your-luck mechanic at the center of a neat, super-powered alternate history setting. Capers is kickstarting later this month, but you'll get a great first look at it through our series here. Before we get to our episode, I want to remind you that myself, Cat Cool, and Alex Roberts will be at Breakout Con in Toronto, March 16th through 18th. There is still time to register if you'd like to see us at panels or maybe play some games with us. You can find out more information at breakoutcon.com. Coming up this week on the OneShot Twitch stream on Wednesday, we're having another episode of A Woman with Hollow Eyes at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. That's going to be at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. And if you want to catch up on our archived episodes, you can head over to OneShot's YouTube page. Finally, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Rourke Bywater, thank you so much. Jasper Meir, thank you. Richard Krutz Landry, thank you very, very much. Lydia Strauss, thank you. Matthew Andrew, thank you. Marco Montero. Mon- yeah, that's right. Monto, Monto, my Marco. <laughs> Marco Montero. Thank you. <laughs> I tried to get it right and then I leaned into the wrong. <laughs> Jeremy Davidson. Thank you. Sean Bowerman. Thank you. Kevin Lovecraft. Thank you. <laughs> Philip B. Thank you. Patrick. Thank you. Liam Belson. Thank you. Byron Kershaw. Thank you. Sam Vest. Thank you. Dakava. Thank you. D-C-A-V-A. Thank you. <laughs> no, wait. I think it's pronounced Dakava. <laughs> Tyler Beckett. Thank you. Matthew Ryber. Thank you. Patrick O'Duffy. Thank you. Tom Martin. Thank you. Yeah, Jeff McGuigan, I'd say. Thank you, Jeff McGuigan. Rob Sloan. Thank you. Rob Strader. Thank you. Mike and Val Perkins, thank you. Thank you, Mike and Val. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. You make everything that we do possible, including our new studio space, which I'm so excited to show off to everyone on our future streams. And with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. Uh, And as I mentioned, this week we are playing capers. So our party is going to be a bunch of gangsters and thugs. And the main gangster and thug of my heart is Mel Fox. Oh, that was good. That was was, was smooth. What's up, love thug? How's it going? (laughs) Mel, who are you going to be playing for us this week? Uh, This week, I'm going to be Olivier Strongarm. Ooh. I am a factory worker turned bouncer, and I am just kind of a big, super strong person. What does Olivier look like? Olivier is definitely taller and like more built than most women in this period of time. Most women are like a little bit shorter, daintier. Mm-hmm. They're going for the the more feminine aspect. I, I so you're you're like an immigrant and you, you just have a factory job and Absolutely. you got strong doing that factory yes, job. I got extraordinarily strong apparently. Yeah, and yeah, we'll we'll touch on superpowers in a little bit, but <laughs> okay. maybe maybe that's maybe that's why uh, you were able to get that job and do that job is you just have superpowers. Absolutely. Cool. Next up, we have Allie Grower. Allie. Hi. Uh, welcome back to One Shot. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited about being here. Who are you going to be playing for us this week? I'm playing Georgiana Georgie Bell. Mm. Uh, and Georgie uh, also has a, a nickname that is Whirligig. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of the things on this lovely character sheet. Who, who is Georgie? Georgie is a young woman who has inherited her father's clock repair and like like watch repair and like toy repair kind of storefront mm-hmm. in downtown anything with like mechanics yeah like small f- like acute small delicate mechanics stuff um her father's not dead but he is not well mm-hmm. um and georgie has been helping him run the business for the last you know decade or so the business has been in their family for many many years and she 
also has branched off and started to do more stuff with toys and like clockwork toys is kind of a thing that she's really interested in. Um, and the, the use of those kinds of mechanics for things of whimsy and fun is what she kind of lives for, but she's also kind of a thrill seeker. Yeah. She likes the, the wonder and like excitement of being a kid and the rush of doing something you're not supposed to. So that's kind of who Georgie is. Cool. Cool. And what, what does Georgie look like? Give us just a Georgie's, quick... um, you know, average height, average build, five, five, nothing too particular about looks. She's not a flapper. She's not a woman who, who tends to wear a lot of makeup or does her hair nicely or anything like that. She wears work clothes. So she kind of dresses more on the masculine side. And, um, maybe if she's in a crowded room of people, they may not realize that it's a woman at first. And she is most comfortable in that guise. All right. And finally, we have Drew Merzieski. Drew, welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. Yeah. I'm glad to have you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Who are you going to be playing for us uh, this week? I'm going to be playing uh, Emin, oh, I'm sorry, Emin, Emma Oxenbrig. Uh, Emma is a, uh, a young woman. She's about 21. Mm-hmm. She's from England. She is the only daughter of John Oxenbridge, who is an earl in England. And uh, she didn't want to go to finishing school in England. She wanted to go to a legitimate ladies' college. Mm. So she came here to Chicago to um, do that. Oh, okay. Um, And you, uh, from what I can tell, are a bit of a thrill seeker as well. Oh, yes. Of course. Um, Because you are not really just studying at college. You're uh, actually... You started a lucrative uh, business enterprise while you were here. Modern woman, entrepreneur. That's what I want to do. So yes, she's uh, she's started uh, or at least helped with uh, some liquor running, and it's terribly exciting. <laughs> um, and and what does she look like? Oh, uh, whatever Georgie is, mm-hmm. she is the exact opposite. So she is gorgeous, uh, <laughs> tall redhead beautiful makeup spotless perfect every day all right so our game begins outside uh georgie's clock repair shop uh well what's it called it's called bells on time bells on time i love it um so we see one of those gorgeous uh wooden signs uh with that gold leaf paint um for and uh, on on top of a brick facade for this uh sleepy little shop it's not small by by any stretch of the imagination it has a good uh bit of real estate but it's unassuming on the outside there there is a light on inside uh it's the 20s so i'm not sure if the streets had totally been converted off gas lamps or if there's like an electric light outside um but there's not too much foot traffic uh this is around 5 p.m where most of the shops on the street are starting to close up for the day however uh bells has a reputation for staying keeping that light on late and Although it's officially closed, uh, some customers, especially those who work nights and have no other opportunity to come in, stop by the shop, knock on the door, and open it up for last-minute repairs. That's because uh, Georgie's father always stayed up late uh, working with his uh, various clocks and machines, and it's something that Georgie continued in the tradition of. Um which sort of led her to this life. I think we're going to cut inside the shop right now. Uh, This is before you guys have officially opened up your speakeasy for business. Typically, I think that kicks off around seven, maybe eight or nine. Up to you. But what are you three doing uh, when the shop is officially closed before the speakeasy is officially open? Um, Georgie is inside the shop at a workbench, uh, doing work, like actually working on a couple of repairs that are due within the next, you know, 48 hours. They try to make sure that everything gets done quickly. And since her father is sick, he works in the morning for a few hours if he can, but then he tends to go back upstairs to their apartment and like rest because he can't, he can't work the hours he used to, Mm -hmm. at least not now. Um, but Georgie is determined to keep working and keep, keep up with all of the repairs and all of the orders, um, so that she can get enough money to get him some treatment and, you know, hopefully make him more comfortable and, 
uh, prolong his life for whatever it's worth at this time. So Georgie is working hard on some repairs at a workbench. Um, are you guys there yet or have you not yet arrived maybe? What do you think? I think <clears throat> Olivier is probably emerging with a massive barrel hefted over her head like a like anybody could hold a baby. She has stock for the basement that yeah. she is bringing I, into I the think shop. This is an empty barrel actually. Oh, okay. I think you're from the night before. Yeah, from the night before mm. you're 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 pulling it up. Uh, still hugely impressive. Mm -hmm. Um because as, as as we know, liquor barrels are quite heavy. Mm -hmm. um, so, do you take out the empty ones and like take them apart so that they can't be tracked back to us? That seems like a good idea. So maybe I'm just like pulling it apart for fun. Yeah, you're like mm -hmm. you're like down the hall. <laughs> like if the camera pans past Georgie working on a clock down the the small corridor past like the the back room into like the back alley of this building where. Olivier is rah, just tearing this barrel apart or piece maybe, by piece. Is there, are there garages at that point? Are there spaces, like big open rooms where anything's stored? Because I don't know that she'd do that in an open alleyway. Yeah, there's... Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, like the loading bay, maybe, for the building that has other shops and things in it. Yeah, we, we can say Something that there's like that. a loading bay. You know what? We don't know. Most of our audience doesn't know. And <laughs> those that do uh, get to feel superior for right. knowing so yeah, good good true. for them so we we have there's an area where she is sitting it's closed off to the alleyway it's so you know somewhat private and olivier is pulling or like shuffling metal bands off of barrels and pulling them apart so that they're indistinguishable and that perhaps the wood could be used in the fireplace at the establishment to mm. keep patrons warm and what about emma emma is in the same room as georgiana and uh, she has a little notebook open, leather-bound notebook. And she's looking through it and going, all right, so um, five o'clock. What time is it now, Georgiana? 5.05. Well, we're five minutes late, all right. But we're not five minutes late. We are five, late. five minutes the late. The shop's closed and there's no one here. I understand that, Georgiana. What I'm saying is that at five o'clock, we're supposed to be meet up here for a meeting. And it's five o'clock now and we are still waiting for... What's her name? I cannot remember her name. Olivia. Olivia. That's what I remember. She's in the middle of something. All right, then. So will you go get her, please? Because we have we have five minutes past schedule. Georgie looks up with like her like super zoom spectacles yeah, on yeah. and like a tweezer in one hand and a tiny, tiny wrench in the other and goes, I think you can just wait. She'll be here in a minute. Chop, chop, Georgiana. I need to finish this order for tomorrow. Very well, then. I will go take care of it. She stands up, mm -hmm. and in um, we hear the click, click, click of her heels as she goes down the hallway to go find Ollie. Olivier? Duh. What time is it, Olivier? I could not tell you. It is five <laughs> o'clock, Olivier. Is it? Do you remember? I said yesterday we have a meeting at five o'clock. All right. It is 5.05, Olivier. But you just said it was five o'clock. No, it's five o five, five o seven now. Oh, well then you're late. <laughs> <laughs> Emma just turns around while this farce is happening. <laughs> oh gosh! We cut back to the shop front. There aren't big windows here. Um, and part of that is to save on heat. Mm. That's why you have the wooden sign. You, you've got a firm steel door that's insulated and you have a window on that door. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the shop is sort of closed off from the street. And if it were not for that sign, it would be hard for people to find you. Yeah. What time of year is it? Uh, I think it is February. Oh. It is deathly oh. cold Very outside. Dear Just me. like Motherland. <laughs> um, so... Wind howls at the door. It's late and a little peaceful. You like these times before you have to open up your illegitimate business. It's where you can connect with uh, who you feel you really are and uh, reminds you of what you care about. You're surrounded by your father's projects um, and you know you feel a sense of peace and pride. And as you do that, as you feel that, a shadow darkens the window and the door and you hear a knock firm 
Georgie looks up, checks her own watch, realizes what time it is, and kind of frowns. Uh, we're, we're closed. Are you picking up an order? I uh, know that I'm late. I would just really appreciate the opportunity. I have uh, unusual hours. Don't get to uh, drop off in a regular time slot. Sure. No, hang on. And she gets up and she puts everything down in, in, in its proper place. And then um, she hops off of the stool and she's shorter than she looked when she was on the stool. And she goes over to the door and uh, unlatches it and cracks it open. Can I help you? Uh, you see a man dressed in a suit and trench coat. He wears a fedora on his head um, and he looks very put together. Um, everything about him is neat and orderly. I really appreciate that. Uh, would you mind if I stepped in? Yeah, please come in. Uh, she holds the door open for him. Is Mr. Bell around? Uh, Mr. Bell is not in at the moment. Can I help you with something? Perhaps you can. Uh, he reaches into his coat and pulls out a badge that he flashes to you. Oh, officer. There have been rumors in this neighborhood of drunken and disorderly conduct uh, late at night. You haven't been bothered by any of that, have you, Miss... Uh, Georgie. Georgie. You know, I have seen a couple people walking down the streets, but it's usually tourists, you know what I mean? Like, people get turned around down here in the, the business section of town. Uh, late at night, but yeah, I haven't seen anybody drunk. The thing about getting turned around late at night, it usually doesn't happen if you're not intoxicated. I mean, nobody's bothered me personally, officer, if that's what you're asking. Oh, I... For, forgive me. Let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Officer Nikki Ragazzi. I'm a detective with the Chicago Police Department. Uh, you mind if I ask you a few questions? Of course. Go right ahead. How long have you uh, had this establishment? This establishment, Bells on Time's been open for oh, a couple decades, I'd say. Uh, it was my great-great-grandfather's before, but he had a different location out in the suburbs. Okay, okay. So you've got you've been in this neighborhood for a long time. So you'd sure. notice if there were any changes or anything unusual happening. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you say you haven't noticed anything, because I have seen complaints, and I got to tell you, there have been more than one arrest. In this area. In this area? In this area. Gosh, recently? Pretty recently. Huh. I'm trying to think, officer, but I haven't seen anything with my own eyes. So the step that we'd have to take after this, and this is kind of a courtesy that I make to you, the other legitimate business owners in the area, is if we keep making these arrests and we can't find any illegitimate operation... We'll have to start making raids. Illegitimate operation. You look like a nice girl, so you wouldn't know, but uh, some people, even after Prohibition passed, have been selling alcohol illegally. Like, like in a bar? Exactly like in a bar. Gosh, where would you even get the stuff? Well, there are some people who manage to make it. There are some people who manage to take illegal alcohol and pipe it down to Chicago. We are tracking how they're doing it, and uh, we're going to put a stop to it, well, obviously, course. you know. So I don't want to disrupt your business at all, but I need you to know that uh, if there's an operation happening in this area, we're going to be looking for it. Absolutely. Uh, because it is the number one priority of the Chicago Police Department to make sure that there's no federal involvement. Oh, sure. Because they are not so accommodating to local business owners. Well. In fact, I'd say the Chicago Police Department has a vested interest in locating all illegitimate operations in the city and keeping tabs on them. You know. At this, I think... Georgie's blinking at him. We have with, an opportunity like, for Emma eyes. to come in the room. Uh, we hear the click of Emma's heels as she comes back. She, and she goes, it is now 5.10, Ollie. We're supposed to be at 5... Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, he removes his hat. I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, oh, no, no, it's quite a right This is me. Officer Nikki something. Nikki Ragazzi. Excuse me, Nikki Ragazzi. Officer Ragazzi. Oh, detective, I'm sorry. He sorry. extends a hand. Um, and she graciously takes it. Mm -hmm. Um, and says, I'm terribly sorry, sir. Is, is there something amiss? Uh, perhaps. As I was just explaining to uh, 
I'm sorry, I don't know your relationship. Oh, uh, oh we're, we're friends. We're good friends. Yeah. Okay. As I was explaining to your friend, uh, there have been reports of drunken and disorderly conduct in this neighborhood, which is a shock as I'm, in the United States, it is illegal to sell alcohol. I'm terribly, terribly shocked. And I was continuing to explain to her that uh, the Chicago Police Department has a vested interest in locating these operations. But of course, are, are, we, are we in danger, officer? You could be. Oh, my. He says it's nearby, and it's been recent. Really? I'm terribly shocked. How can we help, officer? Anything at all? I am going to be by here tomorrow with some men. And we're going to investigate to make sure nothing out of the ordinary goes on. Probably about 20, 25 men. Uh... Any particular time? Oh, I'd say. I'm terribly sorry. I'm very punctual. 7 p.m.? 7. 7 p.m. Yeah. On the dot, we'll be expecting you then. Excellent. Uh, she actually takes out her notebook and writes down 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Officer. What was Nikki Ragazzi. Ragazzi. She like underlines it. I appreciate that. Uh, you two fine, upstanding citizens, you let me know if you see anything out of the ordinary, and we'll make sure to take care of it. Of course. Thank you for letting us know. He nods, puts on his hat, and leaves the door. And I think he got like a little bell. Mm. Yeah, Georgie follows him, shuts the door, like waves him through, shuts the door, latches it again, and then turns to look at Emma. Fuck. Yeah. We're screwed. No, no, no. We're not screwed. We might Georgiana. be screwed. We're not screwed, Georgiana. Hey, are- look, I have a really good poker face, and I think he bought it, but. Georgiana, I can't see your do? face most times. What are we going to do? What do you mean, under what? Under go, what? Go what did Ollie. you say? Go, go get Ollie. We, okay. need, we need to discuss this. I have to finish this order. She stomps down the hallway to go get Olivier. Olivier, the. Uh, we're fucked. What? It is 10.15. It's not 10.15. 5.15. I'm I'm so flustered. She's so flustered she doesn't know what time it is. I, Emma, am going to need a charisma check from you. Okay. Um, How do I do this? So you are going to grab your deck of playing cards. Mm. Uh, You are going to look at your score. You have a three in charisma, which means you are allowed to draw up to three cards, depending on the difficulty of the check. After you pull a card, I will tell you whether you succeed or fail. All right. Uh, the suit of the card will determine its effectiveness. Um, so you have a, a, a club is it, that is successful. It's like a setback success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a spade, uh, being the best is, is like an overwhelming success. Uh, so right now you are trying to interpret the conversation that you just had with officer Ragazzi. All right. Let's take that first card. And that is the... King of Spades. King of Spades. That yeah. is very, very successful. That's awesome. Um, so that is a success with a boon. Um, oh, excellent. So that means oh don't don't leave that leave that out and leave your deck down. All right. Um so uh that lets you know when when you were examining that, you knew uh that this is not uh him warning you of a raid. If there was going to be a police raid, uh they would just come in unannounced with mm-hmm. a warrant mm-hmm. and search the place. That was a reservation. That was a reservation for 30 very important clients. 30 important clients because if you do not manage to impress them, they will shut you down. All right. So, Olivier, we got to go to the meeting because we got to figure out what the hell we're going to do. The cops are snooping around. No, 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 no. They're what? Not- that wasn't snooping? No, no. He was snooping, but not for what you think. What do you mean? Did you notice how he was saying that uh, he was very particular in what he was saying? Did you did you understand? Did you see that? Did you see that? Uh, I mean, Olivia, he, get in here. Get he in said, here, Olivia. Yes, yes. He, he said Coming. that. Uh, he said drunk and disorderly conduct. They'd have to investigate, and he said that. Uh, oh, there was something else. I don't know if you have it. Look, look. What he's asking. He's not asking if we're going to come in here and and 
rough up our situation. What he wants is he wants to have some fun with 30 or so of his friends. I didn't get that at all. And uh, 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 Emma reaches over and pats Georgiana. Very... <laughs> I mean, I didn't get that at all. How did you get that? I, I know, dear. I know. All we see are blinking eyes behind Coke bottle lenses. Yeah, the, she's still got the, yeah. So what's happening here is that we need to have a very good night tomorrow. Oh. Which might be a bit of a problem. As uh, we know with, uh, it was Ollie, what was your character's? Olivier. Olivier. Uh, Olivier uh, breaking down that barrel. Your supply right now is pretty thin. And for a usual weeknight, that would be okay. This being a Wednesday, there's only a small trickle of people that might go in. And you're not expecting a big shipment until Friday. Which is why I believe we are fucked. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. Yes. By that. Yes, they're not going to come and arrest us. I don't know. They're going to come and shut polite. us down because we can't provide the service we intend. Okay, so what do we do about that? We get more supply, dear. In 24 hours? Yes. And open tonight? Yes. What do you need me to do? Ollie, how much do we have left? Uh, we have two barrels. We usually go through three in a good night. All right, all right. So this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to water down what we have tonight. All right? We're going to make it last as much as we can. We need to procure double what we usually give off every night. So we need six barrels by tomorrow night. But there's no way for your supplier to get us that much in time, right? Which is why I believe we're fucked. But we can we, we figure this out. We'll figure this out. What do we do? We... Take Emma it begins from to someone pace. else? She begins to do her... her uh, she she's doing this, like figure eights. She does this in the thing room. where she like does figure eights and paces when she's, when she's thinking. Now, if someone would like to help solve this situation, uh, you can make a check um, using your various stats. Could Olivier suggest creeping on another establishment and taking some of their booze? Uh, yeah. Uh, use. What why not make it? an expertise check? Expertise. For me. I just pulled the yeah. top And do you up? have any relevant skills that you want to apply to this? So, yeah, look at the skills on your sheet. Oh, athletics, fisticuffs, melee weapons, and willpower. So probably none of those skills will no. apply, but your expertise score is two. Mm -hmm. So that means you have two cards uh, to draw to try and make this check. Okay. So um, should I just pull, pull one now? Yep. Pull one now. All right. So that is a six. I'm going to tell you right now That's that a six it. is not going to make it. Okay, You're going to need to be something 10 or above. Oh, <laughs> so, so I'm no good at I think, yeah, what we've I've learned is, Olivier, know. like you are trying to think through Anyone that you might know, any any handle that you might have on how to get uh, some more supply, yeah. and you you unfortunately I don't, don't have, have that. I could try a similar check with expertise mm -hmm. and use my insight skill. Sure. Does that sound like it might work? But I know that we don't have time to go all the way to Canada, so we need something relatively close. Three, because I'm adding a plus one for mm -hmm. my skill. Ooh, beans. It's a seven. Seven. Um, so I, I think you're sort of out of luck too, yeah. which will bring us back to do, our, can I pull our, a our business? Bus yes, absolutely. Right. Uh, and how many do you have in your expertise? You, it looks like you have two, two, so I can draw three, yes. correct? All right. Mm -hmm. 10, 10. All right. So that is a 10 of hearts. Uh, that is the second best type of success. Now you can decide that that is enough and you will stick to that mm -hmm. or you can try for success with a boon okay um, which would you would need a 10 or more in spades mm. you have this is the gambling two, part yeah. yeah you have two other pulls to do that or you can just say no this is good no no this is good this is all right so what i imagine happens is 
uh, as she's figure eighting, these two are like trying to think of things, trying to like We're, with spitballing, yeah, trying to spitball back and forth. And from what they're saying, Emma puts together a a plan. Um, she as she goes, no, 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 that's wrong. You can't do that, Olivia. There's no way to get the supply from Chicago, from Canada, all the way here. And no, there's no way that we can take the train or any such thing. So what I believe we should do is. You were saying something earlier about stealing some. Duh. I like that. I think we could do that. That's good. We're going to do that. We're going to take liquor from one of our competitors. But we need a buffer. We need some sort of uh, assurance. So we're going to need to procure liquor as well. So we're going to do both of those things. How are we going to do both? Pats her on the head again. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. So... I have someone in the city that might have two, maybe three barrels that we could possibly buy off of them. What we can do for the rest is we'll go to someone, someone we don't like. Who do we not like? I'm not entirely sure. So I think at this point, um, your, your expertise, you, you have a map, competing establishments. You don't spend every night at your own speakeasy because that means you're you don't have a concept of what your competition is doing. You're a bit of a social butterfly. Uh, mm-hmm. You move around um, from place to place in town uh, looking at what other people offered. When Prohibition first started, there was an explosion of different businesses. And the ones that stayed around were ones that had access to capers. Capers being the other major part of this setting. Those are individuals who are gifted with superhuman abilities. When you were constructing your establishment, you made sure that all of your primary employees and business partners were people like yourself. People who had extraordinary ability. Slowly but surely, the different illegitimate operations in the city started to battle for supremacy. And... Quickly, those who defended themselves with guns and conventional weaponry realized that they weren't a match for the superhumans. And the city came to something of a standstill, where there were about four or five different major operations in the city that were afraid to move on one another because the capers clashing directly was going to cause a huge problem and attract a lot of attention. Your operation is one of the quieter ones, and you've kept it that way. But now you unroll this map of the city. You've got five major... I'm actually going to put it to... You've got four major competitors. There is a fifth, um, but they are nowhere near your area. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you almost have a truce with them. Mm Mm-hmm. The other operations, uh, I want to know, let's just go around in a circle. What are the other operations like? There's one um, in the archives of a library. Ooh, yeah. Um, And so it's extremely quiet. And like, you wouldn't know that anyone was even in that room. It's so quiet. Um, so there's no like jazz music, there's no dancing, there's none of that, but it is, it is a speakeasy. They do serve alcohol and there is like illicit stuff that goes on in that room. It's just all silent. It's dead silent in there. It's Mm. all done with written notes and like expressions and eyebrow raises. Another one is in the basement of a factory warehouse in the docks where all of the dock workers and people who work at the docks go because it's so noisy because there's machinery above it. Mm -hmm. They can go and have a lovely Mm. rowdy time. Yeah. Uh, And it's not the most... It's really popular with a lot of workers in that area because this is like meatpacking district, basically. Exactly. Um, But it stinks. There is one at my women's college. Mm -hmm. Um, It's run by... Uh, a couple of the female faculty and a bunch of the students Sp- they're flappers they're they're very much um you know women's right to vote and did, did they start it to like do some stage shows oh, yeah. and enjoy it and oh yeah it was, and then it be it became this thing um and uh 
it's mostly women's only like the other is run in connection with a new york mafia it's part of a long chain of supply uh and it's by far the largest operation um it is a speakeasy i think they offer a different locations but they they have a single supply chain that sort of floods the city and they have a reputation for being some of the most dangerous people because all of their employees are capers okay all right so we have these four what do you guys think which one well you've got an in at the the one at the college right sort of they don't like me I don't know, know why, but they just don't. The easiest mark would be the ducks, but the quality is... It's not as, we, already, need to, we need to impress. We they need to already water it down very much, so it's not... All right, not so and she good. marks off the ducks. She's like, let's not, let's not do that one then. I'm... The mafia, their speakeasy will have excellent quality, but it's a bit more dangerous. Yeah, do we really uh, want to risk pissing them off? She marks it off. So no, not them. Which leaves us with your your hush place, and yeah, that's what it's called. It's called the hush place. The hush place. Yeah, and the hush um, room and the women's lib. Um, <laughs> women's lib. Um, I still think we could go there. I think I think if you brought us, you know. All right, all right, we'll go. You there. just have to pretend to be like you know that thing when like a dog will roll over and show you its belly perish the thought there. yeah you're gonna have to do that to get us in and then let us handle the rest of it and then after we so do this the you hush can place never it talk is to them again then. no 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 i will not i'm not i'm not sure weakness olivier what do you think i don't i feel it would be difficult to be as quiet as we need to be at the hush place i mean i could do it but i can't do it by myself you are the third vote olivier so very well then let us go to the women's lib Oh, good. So, the women's lib. I'm I'm going to say this is by the University of Chicago. Um, Again, this capers takes place in an alternate version of the United States. So, even if this is well before University of Chicago started accepting co-ed students, um, uh, the timeline is a little bit different in this setting. And the woman who is in charge of the women's lib operation is... She looks like a dark version of Emma. She yes. is a uh, Ruby Crosshair King. Mega Emma. Yes. Um, yes. Ruby Crosshair King is a American student who or, or no no I I think she's a professor. She's 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 is faculty. Professor King. She's ruthless uh she holds off the mafia with one arm while uh holding off the faculty board with the other and still manages to maintain a very popular speakeasy that's become uh, very lucrative for her and everyone involved within her operation on campus she actually spotted emma as a potential hire for her organization early on um, but emma's ambition uh clashed somewhat with ruby's uh to the point where for a short period of time emma was burnt from most operations in town before she managed to locate her own crew indeed which is why I don't want to go. I'm trying to explain all this to them as we so wait, get a um, cab. Or... So, so are we not opening the speakeasy tonight? Oh, no, that's true. Because that's an option. That's an option. What we could do is we can leave the signal for our regulars that we're not opening tonight, but we're having a really big party tomorrow. It's like in code. You know what I mean? Like, all right, then. Because then we s- can save that booth for tomorrow. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's a very good plan. Let's do that. Let us... Say that we're not going to be open tonight. We're going to keep what we have. Two barrels, you said? Duh. We have two barrels, which means we definitely need six more. Yeah. We're going to open tomorrow with a giant party. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, so uh, Georgie puts up a sign that says, uh, late hours, suspended for the day, um, you know. Bit on the nose. The, the, the bells are <laughs> like basically a, a note basically saying like out sick not open today late hours not available or whatever because 
they would the the code was like they were accepting late hours for pickups and drop offs of orders for sure. So that the sign on the door basically says like so no pickups and drop offs. Homesick, mm-hmm. come back tomorrow, you know whatever that kind of thing. So that anybody who was planning on coming tonight will see that and know it's not safe and it's not open tonight. What? Nothing. Nothing. It just seems a bit on the nose, but that's all right. It's all right. Well, we are out sick. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my dad is sick. It's not a lie. No, it's not a lie. It's just extension of the truth. There's no poetry. Anyway, um, what did you want it to say? The the crow caws at midnight. No, no. Does not be Shakespeare, but something. Was it Shakespeare? I didn't know. Ooh, so fancy. Look, all not right. all of us went to women's college, Emma. I'm still going to college, all right? It's Really? Look. I never see you doing any homework. It's because it's very easy. Anyway, anyway, look, we we should go. We should go. Yeah, we should stop roasting Emma and we should go. Very well. All right. Um, somebody call us a cab then, please. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Georgie... Pushes Olivier into the street, <laughs> and Olivier does like a massive like wolf whistle. <laughs> oh, I love it! Yes, massive like a cartoon wolf Looney Tunes and- wolf. Whistle. Yeah, you you sort of feel like uh, the glass in the building like vibrate a little bit with the strength of this whistle. Um, but a passing cab slows to a stop, and you pile inside. Um, Make sure to give everybody their coats. Are you going to pay for the cab, Emma? I'll pay for the cab, Georgiana. Um, I do want to say that uh, Emma's winter coat is very thin. Um, like it's 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 just like a regular coat, but she's not cold, and she doesn't wear earmuffs or a scarf or anything. Is there like like delicate fur? Oh, on there's the collar, there's though? a de- like there's delicate pretty? fur on the collar. Um, her her clothing is very. Very strict, like business-looking attire. Um, she has it's a lot of like straight lines, and it's very nice. But she's wearing like one of those little slouchy hats, mm-hmm. and uh, and a very nice coat. Yeah, Georgie crams like a, a a flat ivy cap over her head, and like slouches into literally one of her dad's old coats, which is like a big wool sailor pea coat type thing that's definitely too big for her. <laughs> Olivier has a massive wool coat from Russia and she it's honestly overkill because she's a big muscular person and doesn't feel much of the cold as it is mm. but she wears she she pulls on her her large woolen coat. Uh, Emma passes out scarves and gloves to everyone. Yeah, uh Georgie has like bright orange and pink mittens. Like like hand-knitted ones. They're really dumb looking. Olivier just kind of ties the scarf around her neck so that it's kind of like a like a cowboy scarf just chilling under her chin. She doesn't care to block her face from the cold because this is nothing compared to Russia. Ladies, ladies, please, please. All right. Uh, so now because we are transitioning scenes, mm-hmm. you can shuffle your deck. Oh. Um, Do we leave the cards out that we have it no 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 you shuffle already? you shuffle the, that back oh. into your deck um so for new scenes you get that's interesting a new new chances um to succeed or to fail i like that it's a gamble it's stressful i like it it's a gamble almost every time yeah so i i'm going to say you know probably in about a half hour you manage to make your way across town to uh the uh, to to the university itself um where is this speakeasy held because it's it's on campus right it is it is on campus um it is oh it's in the it's in the science like building okay 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 so like science and chemistry in fact that's where a lot of the supply comes from uh they make their own. Yeah, they, they not not only do they have the equipment to to make their own. In in some cases, uh, they can actually order alcohol. They it is an industrial component, um, but they have the opportunity uh, to order that. 
Um, cool. Same same with the medical wing. Back at this time, uh, many wealthy people uh, who did not want to risk going out to speakeasies could actually get a, a prescription from their doctors for like gin and whatnot mm. uh, for various like uh, anxiety and social ailments. Um, so they have a, a bunch of different hooks on supply. Uh, which is makes them a very irritating competitor to you um, because not only do they have their own sort of steady smaller supply, but sometimes they manage to box you out at your own suppliers uh, doing large orders and limiting the supply that you have to work with uh, Emma. So this, this confrontation has been a long time coming as, mm. as much as you were resistant to it because you know ruby is a well-matched opponent you're also eager to take a shot at her so i feel like we pull up to the college mm -hmm. and we like go to the science building it's this big beautiful in the summer it's like an ivy colored a covered brick thing um and in the basement they have their speakeasy um and we, uh, how do you guys want to do this? Do we want to just go and talk to them? Or? I don't know that I will fit in here. So perhaps I should wait around back to. Yeah, if, if, if you get us in, that's good. That's also, good. Also, how are we getting it back? Because cab is not big enough for six barrels alcohol. Hold on a second. Are you just casing the joint right now? Ah, uh, yeah. I think we're just gonna case it. We're just mm. gonna go. Oh yeah. If we case it now, we can we steal just, it like in the morning. We or just something. need to case okay. it. Okay. And um. Right. All right. We could wait until everybody's blitzed later and then come back. And I, I well, mean, the employees say, probably aren't going to be blitzed. Right. I was so, gonna say if we case it and hang out with them. How about this, Olivier? I'd like you to go around back. See if you can. Find out what happens behind the scenes. Duh. Georgiana, you're going to come with me. We're going to go in. We're going to have a word with Professor King. Which word? <laughs> Several, in fact. Some of them will be nice, but we'll see where it goes from there. Okay. All right. So it seems like I have uh, two different opportunities for people to make charisma rolls here. We have Olivia trying to get in back. Um, and we have you two trying to go in through the front. Mm -hmm. um, and the first thing I'm going to pull to see if uh, King is. So King is most certainly on site. Oh man. Um, uh, let, let's start with Olivia. Olivia, you do you have any ideas on how you would get in back? Because I, I think the idea is that you, because you know whoever is running the back end of this operation uh, is in like your line of work, or, or maybe you just know someone. Um, I don't know that she necessarily wants to wheedle her way inside of the building. When I say back, I want to literally look at the back of the building to see how they get things in there. Is there a cellar door that we can break open mm. later? Okay. So then this um, is a perception check that yes. you're doing. Yes, it is. All so right. So you want me to pull those now? Yes, please. That's not good. And how many do you have for it perception? It says two. Do you, are you applying any um, skills to this? I guess we could say athletics if I like climb a fence or does that help? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Say that there's, maybe there's a fence around the back, but I climb over it to find. So I'm actually going to need you to now flip for your agility check first. <laughs> okay. Um, agility athletics. So you have two flips for this. Okay. Does that make it? That makes it Great. Nice. handily. In yes. fact, that provides you a boon on this other check. So you have Great. two other flips for your perception. Hot dang. I think I made it. Oh, oh. Queen of Clubs. Queen of Clubs, just so you know, uh, will have a drawback. Oh, I guess I should take a, maybe I should take a risk and try again. Yeah, you, you, this will definitely be successful, but it'll be successful at a cost right now. Mm. And anything I, anything else I draw is what it's going to be? 
Um, so at this point, we the the first one was a single draw. Yes. You have two in the skill, so you should have another. Then uh because you are you, you have a boon, you have you it looks like you've got two more, actually. I, oh, I have your two boon more and, and your skill, because you you were okay. counting your athletics towards this. Right. Oof. So that that That's is very, very bad. bad. Uh deep breath, deep breath. Oh, it's oh, extra bad. No. All right. It's not gonna do I f- so this is a failure, yep, but that's, that's okay. A sparkling failure. Uh, so you are trying. So you you're climbing a tree to sort of surreptitiously like scout out. Uh, Does the tree branch just snap under the sheer weight of my massive body? So I think you actually like climbed the tree pretty competently because that's what right. we had you uh, flip for on the second flip, um, mm-hmm. and that that got you your advantage. So you are in that tree pretty firmly. Um, but I think what you are witnessing is not what you want to see. Oh. Um, so you get in that tree uh, and you can see whoever this uh, women's college is, is employing as as their liquor movers like moving a barrel. And then you notice out of the corner of your eye a uh, Lincoln Continental um, with with like it's lights off you you notice movement inside that car and the door opens and then it's almost like a shadow roves across the ground and suddenly uh we 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 cut to you in the tree and you just cover your mouth uh to prevent yourself from screaming as you witness the grisly murder of one of the people uh employed at uh the women's lib uh and we're going to cut inside so we step inside. So we're at the door, actually, All right. because you do have to get inside right. first. This is a rival establishment, and you've got a reputation. All right, all right. Uh, so we're at we're at the door. We're at the the door where you give the password, where you do the like we have mm-hmm. to talk. And as we walk up, I go, "Let me do the talking, Georgiana." All right. And it's a. I would know. I would know like the the knock code at least to get somebody mm-hmm. to. So yeah, you you are at the back of the door. It's got like one of those uh, slotted windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so you knock to open up, and you can see uh, behind the door uh, a pair of pretty brown eyes. Uh, they belong to Ursula von Trier. Ursula is one of Ruby's uh, like right hand women, and she typically guards the door. Hello, Ursula. Oh, how nice to see you. It's lovely to see you as well. Boy, this would be a night when you would normally be working, isn't it? It would be. It would be. But unfortunately, our employer is sick tonight. Oh. So. Sorry to hear that. Oh, that's all right. Thank you. It's very kind of you. Thank you. Who's your pet? Hi. Oh, this is Georgiana. Georgiana. Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to. Never mind. No, 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 no. Please, please. I'm Georgie. Nice to meet you, Georgie. Nice to meet you, too. Is this a private party? I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't a party. Not at all. Not a party at all. This is an academic building, something that uh, you look like you wouldn't know a thing about. thought it was a study party. And it's something that Emma barely knows anything about either. Oh, which... Ursula. Ursula, Ursula, let's, um... Let's not be catty, shall we? Oh, I have no interest in being catty. I just want you to go away. (laughs) But that's not going to happen. Uh, I would like to come in, please. (laughs) Oh, wow. Talk about things that aren't going to happen. Really? You see, I I have some very interesting information for uh, Professor King, and I'd like to speak with her, if that would all be possible. Oh, wow. Really? This is so crazy. I have some interesting information for you. And she holds up a finger uh, at the slot. Um, around, uh, no, no anger passes over, over mm-hmm. Emma's face, but ice crystals begin to form around her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgie ooh, looks I love down, it. as, uh, it. she begins to become a little upset. Uh, I'm going to try to talk my way into this place. Absolutely. Go for it. 
That is an eight of diamonds. Eight of diamonds. Okay. Uh, so that would get you past an average check. Unfortunately, because you're trying to talk your way into a rival establishment, the situation is not average. Now, you do have three flips normally. Are you using a skill here? Uh, I'm going to use diplomacy. Okay, cool. So that's a jack of clubs. Jack of clubs. That will get you in with a drawback. I'll take that drawback. Okay. Uh So you are going to have to offer this person something in order to get in. Now, I I could do this through the rules, which um, will just penalize you on a later check, Mm -hmm. or we could make it interesting and Mm -hmm. you can actually offer something. All right. I think that that'd be interesting. Uh, As she flips me off, I go, charming, Ursula, as ever. Ursula, uh, how's... uh, how was your date with Dickie? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't. Richard, Richard Baller, Richard Baller, Dickie? I've heard of him. I'm familiar with the name. Oh, you are, are you? Oh, well, I was just speaking with Dickie the other day. He's very, very interested in you. Really? Well, 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 really? Oh, well, I mean, I, I would love to tell you more, but apparently we have to go and I take Georgiana. Now, wait, hold a minute. Hold on one minute, Emma. Gosh, darn it. Do you really talk to Dickie? Of course I spoke to Dickie. All right. Look, I can let you in. I can't, I cannot have you causing any trouble. Do you understand that? Of course. You understand that there there is just a very, very tense truce between everybody in this whole thing and i i just i can't have any problems ursula i'll be on my best behavior and i will say that on saturday i'd like you to meet at let's say the library at three o'clock okay dickie will be there all right, if you are lying to me, I am going to break your arm. She unlocks the door um, and like there is a hallway in front of you. She stamps uh, on the floor and like this very flush area uh, with the tile sort of opens up and there is a spiral staircase down. Um, Excellent. And beneath that, you enter the women's lib. As we walk, walk down it. All right, then I'll have to speak with Dickie. <laughs> and uh you can see this place uh has a lot of young women and young men uh who look very well dressed very wealthy it's a different type of clientele mm-hmm. than you have uh you normally serve an older crowd this is a bit rowdier uh there's some gambling happening here um but it, it's a generally friendly atmosphere um there are a lot of women in this room and and you can see some of them uh with their uh arms crossed just uh sort of looking over the side uh all of the women who are part of the women's lib are wearing suits Mm -hmm. uh they are men's suits tailored to women's bodies and Mm -hmm. it's the way that you can tell the difference between them and the flapper crowd that Mm -hmm. uh is is uh you know here to have fun as i see this i look over at georgiana and i look into the room and look over at georgiana i take her by the elbow and we go to the ladies room real quick and i go all right georgiana yeah you need to not look like you while we're here what does that mean all right you need to be pretty what does that mean and uh what are you doing pulls out like her her makeup and she's like i don't want that close your eyes i don't want that close your eyes no and i work on georgiana for the next five minutes excellent let's cut outside to olivia so you are hidden in this tree right now um you have climbed up silently and skillfully and we ruled that your your failure to perceive something good actually is just you perceiving something bad and tragic. You saw someone move across the snow like a shadow and cut the throat of a guard at the back entrance. You don't recognize this person. This was just like sort of a thick-built Polish man who was just hired to stand at the back of the door and look tough. 
Um, nobody knows who might be a caper. And so they just picked somebody who looked unnaturally strong, but you sort of sized him up and knew, uh, what was going on there. This other person though, um, this person, uh, causes some concern. Uh, it is a thin man, uh, who is wearing a black trench coat. He has a bowler hat on his head. Um, and you know, it, it looks like, long stringy hair but he looks over his victim uh on the ground and uh makes a sign to someone in the lincoln continental that's across the way and you can see other figures that are in trench coats uh getting out of that car and moving over what do you do i'd probably just stay quiet and observe what they're up to Okay, so I need you to be stealthy for me. How are you planning on being stealthy? Having just seen something horrible, she should probably use her athletics to like stay in that tree. Could I use um, resilience and like add Ooh, my athletics onto I it? I like, like stay that. In the tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right now. You're just focused on staying quiet. Yes. So based on that, you have three flips for this. Okay, probably not good enough. Right. Um. Not right now. No. Okay. This is a this is a harder check. Yeah, that should do it. King of clubs. King of clubs will succeed, mm. but at a cost. I think I learned my lesson from last time <laughs> in pushing my luck. So I'm gonna stay quiet in the tree. Take it. Okay. So you cling to this tree. This person comes over, uh, th th these group of people come over uh, and they lay a sheet on the ground. Two large men pick up this dead gentleman, place him on the sheet. The others wrap him up and two of them go back to the car. The, the one who moved like a shadow earlier across the snow uh, sort of leans with his back up against the tree and the tree that you are in <laughs> and lights a cigarette. Uh, and goes, all right, boys, we've got a couple minutes before we're going to move in. This is going to be loud, and it's not going to be pretty. If they're smart in there, they'll roll right over. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with more capers. If you're looking for other great gaming shows in the meantime, check out Campaign. Campaign is an Edge of the Empire actual play show that's nominally about Star Wars, but is actually just three men and a baby in space. Join host Cat Cool as she attempts to tell a coherent Star Wars story around some Chicago improvisers. Then coming up this Wednesday on the One Shot Twitch stream, we have more episodes of A Woman with Hollow Eyes. Check them out at 7.30 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. And if you've fallen behind, you can check out all of our archived episodes over on One Shot's YouTube page. As always, we end One Shot with a call to action, and this week I want to talk about protecting Dodd-Frank protections for consumers. Folks, this isn't as straightforward as some of the social issues that I tend to promote in this section. However, if you graduated around 2010 like I did, then you know how incredibly bad the 2008 financial crisis was for the country and the world. A huge contributing factor to that situation was a lack of regulation for banking practices. Dodd-Frank consumer protections were signed into law in 2010, and over the last eight years, they've slowly contributed to stabilizing our economy. Unfortunately, the current Congress is looking to roll back those protections. Banks have already proved that they cannot be trusted to do things unregulated. If you want to keep our banking system stable, I recommend picking up the phone and calling your representatives. Now, the easiest way I've found to do that is heading over to fivecalls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for issues like this, along with contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across. There are also plenty of other issues over at Five Calls if you've got things that you care about a little bit more than financial regulations. And while you're at it, make sure you're registered to vote. Primaries are coming up, and we have our midterm elections at the end of the year. If you don't like the way things have been going, then make sure that your voice is heard the next election. And if you're too young to vote, there are plenty of other ways to get involved with issues that you care about. Contact your local political parties to find out how. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. 
For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.